Thanks, Carlin. So just after 6 p.m. on Wednesday, May 8th, the cops started chasing Drayshawn Reed on the highway, uh, alleging that he was speeding. Drayshawn managed to make it off the highway and into the north side where he bolted from his car and was running for his life. He was live streaming the entire time and begging for help, begging for people to come get him. And as he was running away from the cops, the cops tasered him twice and then fired at least 12 rounds at him. The cops didn't know that he was live streaming. And so on the live stream, you can hear the cops walk up to his body. And one cop says, it looks like it's going to be a closed casket, homie, to the other cop's laughter. At a press conference afterwards, the uh, police chief said that there was no reason to believe that the cops did anything wrong when they killed Drayshawn. But the people definitely disagreed and immediately took to the streets. Our party joined the protests a few hours later and stayed in the streets with the people that night, meeting Drayshawn's family and community members and leaders in the neighborhood. The cops, by the way, didn't move Drayshawn's body for hours. And in fact, his body was still on the ground when just four hours later at 10 p.m., that same day, the cops killed again. An officer was driving his car to work. And when he was about to get on the highway, he hit and killed a pedestrian, a 23-year-old white woman named Ashlyn Lisby, and the child that she was carrying. And then just three hours later, at 1 a.m. the next day, May 7th, officers shot and killed Mikhail Rose, a 19-year-old black man on the city's north side. The cops say they received a report of a burglary in progress and identified Rose as a suspect and claim he fired at them when they tried to apprehend him. So the cops killed three people in less than eight hours in Indianapolis. At noon that day, May 8th, there was a large protest on the north side near where Drayshawn was killed. Our party helped prepare for the action because the organizers that we had met the night before asked to use our sound system. They asked us to help make flyers and placards. We quickly took over the intersection with hundreds of people who continued to come throughout the day. Uh, despite the, the numerous cops who were armed with uh, pepper spray bullets. Together, we were able to summon the chief of police to the protest so that the community leaders and Drayshawn's father and sister, Jamie and Jasmine Reed, could confront him. The chief offered only excuses, which didn't go over well with the people, and he quickly retreated. On Saturday, uh, there was another protest. Our party was there again. One of our comrades was leading a team of street medics. And the cops were determined to prevent people from taking the streets. When one person was using a crosswalk to cross the street, cops swarmed him and arrested him for, for obstructing traffic. And in the middle of a respiratory disease pandemic, they shot balls of tear of pepper spray at the crowd. But the protest didn't die down because when people heard about it, when they saw the footage, they joined the protests. And this obviously isn't the first time indie cops have killed, and it isn't the first time the movement against police murder here has emerged. In the past few years, the movement's gained a lot of experience and knowledge about how the system really works. When the cops killed Aaron Bailey in 2017, the movement fought for an independent prosecutor. But the independent prosecutor cleared the cops of any wrongdoing. And so the movement now isn't being placated by any promises of the politicians. We're demanding that the officers involved be named, be fired, be indicted, and be convicted. 
and we'll stay in the streets until that happens because it's in the streets and not in the courts where we'll get real justice. Thanks, Carla. Thank you, comrades.